Welcome everybody to the Extra Credit Show. I am Anselmo Moreno. I'm Richard David. And we are back again with another podcast here to help everybody master their credit score. Today, we're going to be talking about um, credit karma. Uh, specifically, Richard, is credit karma accurate? So at face value, we get that question a lot. Oh, all the time. And we get it in a lot of different formats, you know, so we're just going to jump right in. People will say, I have credit karma, but I don't use it or I dislike it because it's not accurate or they have some type of variation of that. So just right off the bat, we're going to jump in. First of all, what is Credit Karma? Well, Credit Karma is a website that is providing you two credit bureaus, TransUnion and Equifax, and it's to allow you to monitor your credit report or your credit worthiness. Um, at the same time, it, it helps you know Credit Karma gain funds by trying to uh, offer you credit card deals based on your credit score. So that's really what it is. You know, Credit Karma came onto the market um, and they're essentially marketing free credit scores. Yes. That, that was their big marketing pitch. Um, and it's kind of a, like in, interesting because before Credit Karma came onto the market, the only way that you had access to a credit score was if you paid a monthly subscription to a variety of credit monitoring services, either directly affiliated through through the credit bureaus or some of the standalone products like LifeLock and other similar type of products that charge a monthly fee directly to the consumer, Credit Karma came onto the market and they kind of put it upside down. What they started doing was that they gave away the information for free, but then they got funds from the banks. So if you ever wondered how Credit Karma makes money, it's actually by matching financial products like credit cards and loans to consumers based on their credit profile. You know, advertisers that are generally banks and credit card companies, those are the ones that pay Credit Karma money in exchange for the leads. That's correct. And since Credit Karma has all of your information as far as your credit score is concerned, they're able to match you with the correct credit cards that would have a high likelihood of approving you based on your credit profile. So it's it's interesting in that way. Um, it's not, it's free to the consumer, but there's a catch that your information is they're technically selling your information to the bank so that they can offer you credit cards. Which, Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, that's what the credit bureaus do anyways. That's exactly correct. So, uh, you know, don't concern yourselves with your information is being sold by another party. So over the years, I mean, Credit Karma has gained incredible traction, incredible mm -hmm. market share. Most people nowadays that we speak to, it is very common that they have a Credit Karma account versus them not having a Credit Karma account. That's correct. Right? So it's... Um, I think one of the the neat things is that because of the traction that it's gained and everybody's familiar with Credit Karma, it just kind of keeps growing that basic synopsis of Credit Karma not being accurate. So let's break it down for people. Let's jump into that and, and according to the accuracy of Credit Karma. So just point blank, is Credit Karma accurate? I would say yes. I agree. Uh, and the reason is, you know, even though the credit score that Credit Karma provides you is not what a bank looks at most of the time, uh, credit cards aside, um, it still provides you a full report from TransUnion and Equifax. If you if you look in, uh, if you're looking at Credit Karma through a desktop, you are able to print out a report that gives you every single creditor, every single collector, um, a charge off whatever that's on your credit report. And in that sense, it is 100% accurate. Now, where do you think the inaccuracy claims come from? It, it comes from the fact that when a consumer looks at his credit karma, he'll see a credit score and he thinks, oh, I have a, let's just call it 680. Oh, I have a 680. My credit's pretty good. 
you know, but then he goes to a lender, like a car dealer, and then he'll see that his credit score is only a 640, sometimes a 620. Well, that's not the number that Credit Karma gave me. You know, this is inaccurate. I don't like it anymore. And the reason for that is because the auto dealer is looking at a FICO score. Credit Karma specifically tells you on there it's using the Vantage score 3.0. Two different models. It's like, well, not, not quite the same analogy, but it's almost comparing apples to oranges. You know, <clears throat> that's probably the exact root of the credit karma inaccuracy claims is just simply the difference in credit scoring models. And mm -hmm. the, the one thing that, you know, we, we need to elaborate in order to continue to move forward on this subject is just kind of separating all the credit score models out there because FICO is, is common. FICO is branded well with, within the consumer's mind. It's the most prominent use scoring model. Vantage has a little less clout. It's been it's, around for decades. You know, it's well, FICO has been around for decades. Yes. Vantage is newer. Um, and so they, they're a little less widely used. We've talked a little bit about them on the show before, but frankly, um, that's exactly the root of all credit karma inaccuracy claims is that analogy or that example that you gave. We see it a lot in our credit repair practice because lenders are, are trying to, mortgage lenders are telling consumers, come back when you have a 640 FICO score, you can get a mortgage loan with a 640 credit score. 640, 640, 640. So the consumer is monitoring their credit through Credit Karma. Credit Karma shows them at a 641. They scream hip, hip, hooray. They now have a 640. They go back to the mortgage lender. Mortgage lender runs the credit and they're 620 and they're still not qualified. And, you know, that's probably very disappointing. Consumers are just like, what, you know, they take out their phone and I have a 640. What's going on? Not all credit scores are the same, guys. Not all credit scores are created equal. In fact, even within FICO, there's several different versions of a FICO score. FICO so, 2, 4, 5, Beacon. There's literally, <laughs> if we start to break it down, yeah. there's about 60 different credit scoring models within FICO themselves. It's 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 a lot. And the really the point that we're trying to drive home, and we're going to try to keep it as simple as possible, is this. Um, FICO develops credit scoring models for industries. Yes. They develop a credit scoring model for auto loans. They yes. developed a credit scoring model for mortgage risk. Mm -hmm. And then they have a credit card model. They have a general model. They have all of these different credit score algorithms that are supposed to predict risk, specifically for an auto loan model. Now, to break that down a little further, it makes sense when you think about it in this way. If you're an auto lender, you really care about how a consumer pays their bills, right? Mm -hmm. But you really, really care how they pay their car bills. Exactly. Because that's more indicative if they're going to pay this car loan on time or not. So the auto loan model is tweaked a little bit to weigh auto loan payments a little differently. More heavily. Or auto loan defaults mm -hmm. more heavily than, say, a non-auto model, like the mortgage model or the credit card model, and vice versa, mm -hmm. right? So if you think about it that way, guys, you know, you're going to know that Mortgage models treat certain things differently than the auto model because what they're trying to do is predict the likelihood that you're going to pay that loan back on time, uh, that specific loan on time. So it's it's really complicated. And you know what we've learned is that scores were never built for the consumers. That's Credit scores are not the consumer's intended audience. You know, the scores were built for lenders and statist statisticians, statisticians, <laughs> statisticians. Uh, and the extra credit score, we aim to demystify that for the average person because, again, you guys were never supposed to be in control of your credit score like this. 
Credit Karma and the Extra Credit Show aim to demystify that and put the credit score in your hands, but it's important that you understand the complexities of it. So um, now that we've talked about how different the scores are within all the credit bureaus uh, or within all the credit models, credit scores are also different with all the bureaus. That is correct. Um, one of the reasons why you will see that your credit scores vary from bureau to bureau is because the bureaus are what I like to deem as just big libraries. They store information from any creditor or any data furnisher that's going to supply them with this information. Well, not every single creditor or furnisher is going to supply that information to all three bureaus. The three credit bureaus, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, first and foremost, are competitors. They're, they're fighting for market share. And so companies don't want to pay all three. They want to they wanna be exclusive to one maybe or some, some to two and some to three. And therefore, the information amongst all three bureaus is going to vary. Therefore, when your, your score is being calculated, um, the different information is going to give different results. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if there's different data at the bureau level, it's going to yield a different score, first Correct. of all. But when you look at the details of the scores, there's they, the range are slightly different. That is so, correct. So FICO build a specific FICO model for Equifax and then a different one for TransUnion and a slightly different one for Experian. I guess when you look at the technical aspect, it's just based on the way that the, the credit bureaus manage the data. And that's another reason why the scores are different. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's still, you know, assessing the same risk, but the ranges are slightly off. It's... It's like really like 844. Yeah, instead of 850, the max is 844. It's just really like light details there that can be a few points off. Generally speaking, we don't want to get hung up on those little details. It because simply put, if you have a good credit score, you have a good credit score on any model. That right? is correct. If you have a bad score, it's a bad score on any model. One thing I do tend to notice, uh, going backtracking a little to the credit karma and the inaccuracies, the inaccuracies mostly consist of when your score is not perfect or, or, or close to perfect. When your score is in the 800s or the high 700s on Credit Karma, it's going to be pretty much the same on your FICO. Right. Um, it's when you start getting to the 600s or and the 500s where it varies greatly. Yeah, I've seen Credit Karma, um, and it, it's got to be a glitch within their software where they weigh something incredibly heavily and the consumer loses 100 points. Um, and it's like a glitch in the software and then the consumer gains it back the next week. Um, and there's no... A discernible reason why that happened um so sometimes that can happen within credit karma uh, and, and so it probably furthers the reason why the general sentiment is that credit karma is not accurate you know but when you look down at the basics credit karma is a great tool for managing your credit report it's a great tool for man or, or managing your credit score and the bottom line is if credit karma and the score is going up you can bet that all the other FICOs are probably moving in the same direction. Yes, sir. And then generally, if Credit Karma goes down, probably FICO went down too. You know, they're moving in the same direction. However, the problem happens when you're shooting at a 640 or you're shooting for a 680, and then you don't have that actual score on the FICO model, which is extremely common. Um, so definitely keep that in mind uh, when when monitoring your credit using Credit Karma. Um that the, the scores are going to vary, but the data is is the same. And that's really where I kind of want to move towards is, is talking about the pros and cons of the way that Credit Karma manages the data. So a few of the pros um, obviously are that Credit Karma is free. Absolutely. Big pro. Um, 
if you you know before you had to pay for a service like credit karma like 20 bucks a month and now it's free so that's pretty cool um it refreshes every seven days which yes. is probably the most Big. common thing that we help tell consumers to use right if it's refreshing every seven days it's going to be able to capture problems a lot sooner than most other monitoring sites um, oh, which that's means, a good one. I like that. Exactly. And, and that means that you're going to be able to address the situation much faster. And that that's a big, big benefit to have. Yeah, because historically, the updates would happen every 30 days. Yes. And you'd pay a monthly fee to get a 30-day update. And you could have missed something that happened two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And in today's day and age of data hacks and information uh, breaches... Uh, it's crucial to be having your finger on the pulse of your credit report and an update every seven days can go a long way in helping you spot fraud quicker than a 30-day update. That is correct. So that is actually a, a very awesome uh, pro for Credit Karma. Uh, one of my personal favorites is just how easy the interfa user interface is. Oh, absolutely. And how awesome the mobile app is as well. Most people use Credit Karma on their phone. Uh, but both their desktop and mobile app interface is super consumer friendly, very easy to navigate. It just kind of puts everything there in perspective for you. Nothing like a credit report trying to read a credit report. Uh, friendly tip for all of those that are using Credit Karma through your phone or plan to use Credit Karma through your phone. Just because you're using a four digit pin, don't forget your actual password. <laughs> the desktop application is much stronger than the phone mobile application. So you may occasionally want to get into the desktop and you're gonna to need to remember your password for that. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, so those are some of the pros, but what are some of the cons? Some what some of the downsides of using Credit Karma? Well, the biggest downside that I can think of is it doesn't give you experience. Yeah, now, that's you know, huge. any any consumer advocate uh, in terms of credit or anybody who who fancies himself a credit expert knows that if you're really trying to monitor your credit or repair your credit, you're going to need to have information access to all three credit bureaus. Otherwise, you know, you, there may be stuff hidden on Experian that you're never going to catch because you'll never have access to it. Yeah. And I mean, Credit Karma has been around for a few years now. We were wondering if Experian was ever going to hop on board the Credit Karma train. Uh, they haven't. Um, so I don't think they will anytime soon. Now, if I'm not mistaken, when Credit Karma first came out, they actually did have experience. No. No? No. When Credit Karma first came out, they, it was only TransUnion. I see. That's what and it was. then later on down the line, they brought in Equifax. And now it's been a few years and Experian is nowhere to be seen. And the reason why I don't think Experian is going to be coming on board anytime soon is because Experian released their own app that mm -hmm. you can find at your Google Play Store or your Apple Store. Um, and it's the Experian app, and mm -hmm. you can log, have a free app and have free access to your Experian, very similar to the Credit Karma experience, except Experian's not trying to sell you credit cards or refinance your auto loan like you could get those advertisements in the Credit Karma app. It does have its downsides too, though. Experian only updates every 30 days. Yeah, and so that's why that seven-day update is super powerful, guys. I mean, that's actually just phenomenal. Um, so definitely take advantage of that. Now, because it's, you know, the transparency age and people have access to their scores, people have access to their credit reports. If you don't have Credit Karma and you don't have Experian, you know, you're you're operating like it's 2006. It's not, guys. This stuff is free. You need to be you need to have that access at the palm of your fingertips, which is through your phone. So absolutely handle it. Um, so some of the cons that we talked about are 
the limitations of the app not having Experian that's such a big one um, any other ones that you can think of well um, yes although Credit Karma does do a good job of providing you very solid information there are pieces of information that it does lack if you were to look at for example the Experian.com report and then you look at the Credit Karma report you'll notice that the Credit Karma does lack a few pieces of information and so sometimes you're not going to get the clearest of pictures. Um, it's still enough to make a good assessment, but sometimes that little bit of data is important. Yeah, and um, if, if I'm looking at a Credit Karma report, we want to know who you owe, mm -hmm. how much you owe, right? Mm -hmm. and, do you, and we're going to ask you questions like, do you recognize this debt? But it's, it's going to be missing very important pieces of information. Some of the technical data that should be in the trade line, like the data last activity, the account number, all this stuff is necessary in order to do a proper credit repair plan. And Credit Karma is always going to lack it. And in fact, a lot of the times it, it also lacks contact info for the creditors. Yes. And I, that's huge. I noticed that uh, one of the bureaus on Credit Karma always lacks it. The other bureau will have it sparingly. Yeah. TransUnion always has it sparingly, and Equifax never has any contact info. Um, but, you know, on that topic, uh, Credit Karma has this, I don't, I don't know if it's a pro or a con. What do you think, Richard? Um, Credit Karma allows you to dispute an account right there through the app on the spot, but only through TransUnion. Only through TransUnion. So if, that, if you're disputing an account that's on Equifax and Experian, you can push a button and dispute it through TransUnion, but it does not get disputed at Experian and Equifax. Is that a pro or a con? Oh, it depends on which way you're looking at it. I, for the average consumer, I can see that being a pro because of the simplicity. You can get in there, you can dispute something, and you know, that's it. It's as easy as one, two, three. But we've had a discussion on this in the past where disputing online isn't always necessarily the best thing for you. It does it is possible that you lose some of your protections under the uh, Fair Credit Reporting Act because you dispute things online. So you always want to um, think about whether you really want the simplicity or, or you want to do a complex dispute. Uh, for example, when you dispute online, it has a pre-generated list of the reasons why you're disputing it. It has a very limited character, uh, character amount that you can type in. What if your complaint is more complex than that? You're not going to be able to do that online. If it's a simple dispute, you know, and we're just going to go with a simple dispute to keep things simple. Um, I think that, in my opinion, it could technically be a pro. Sure. If mm -hmm. you understand the limitations of the dispute process that you're going to be entering. Exactly. So if it's an account that is only on TransUnion and you only want to dispute it with TransUnion, that's a super pro. Yes. Because then you just dispute it and it gets handled pretty relatively simple. Um but if it's an account that's on all three bureaus and you're going to do one online dispute through TransUnion and you're going to have to figure out a way to do the disputes at the other two bureaus, now it's probably a con. It's and, actually more work now. Yeah, it's definitely more work. So you got to understand the limitations of that dispute process. The other limitation of disputing online with TransUnion or with Credit Karma is that you can only dispute one account at a time. So like... If we're, if we're disputing things or if you're, you're engaging in a credit repair dispute campaign and you're going to dispute several accounts, you can dispute them all at once. But if you're doing it through Credit Karma, you can only dispute one account at a time. Most of the time it takes 30 days. You get the results back and then you can start another dispute. 
So that's going to take a lot longer if you end up doing one account at a time with one bureau. Some of the practices that some of these other credit repair companies try to use to get consumers to pay a lot longer. Yeah, for the, with the monthly model, <clears throat> Lexington Law. <laughs> so, guys, when disputing through Credit Karma, um, it, it's an, it's, it, I think it's a pro, but you got to understand why you're doing it and how it works. And understanding the limitations allows you to take the necessary steps to make sure that you do a complete dispute on the other side with the other bureaus to make sure that your dispute is complete and you get it done on all three bureaus. Um, and I've had people rant about the success of the dispute. Credit Karma came back, it was deleted, it was fantastic. And then I've had people say, well, if they verified it, it didn't work. Well, here's the, here's the funny part. I've had some of those people that told me the success story that, oh, it worked, it worked great. And then a month later, it actually pops back on. And, you know, then now they're not so happy. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, all that stuff can happen. But as you guys continue to listen to our show, we'll be covering those kinds of topics and, and hopefully helping you navigate it. Now, because we see so many credit reports, we see a lot of one-off things. We see a lot of things that's not normal, right? We see a lot of things that probably won't happen to everybody uh, but because of that, the experience that we can share some of the success stories and some of the potential downfalls. Um, but if you're trying to take control of your credit score and you're trying to dispute some things, I mean, good for you. Whether you dispute it through Credit Karma, online, in writing, over the phone, as long as you're actively engaging in the credit repair process, trying to better yourself, I think it's a good thing overall. Yes. So definitely. So those are some of the pros and cons that we think about Credit Karma. Um you know, I think that it's it's just a fantastic um, app. I think it's just great that they're trying to empower consumers. Um, if you guys are using Credit Karma, congratulations. Continue to use it. I mean, what what else can we say about um, I mean, it's the a, transparency it's a, of Credit Karma? It's a good stepping stone. It, it's a good way to educate yourself on how things work uh, in order to, to graduate to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, now, if you are just... Uh, super, super stoked about your credit report, super, super stoked about knowing your credit scores, and you maybe want to pay for a service um, that potentially can be more accurate credit score-wise than Credit Karma, um, there's really only one source to get an accurate depiction of all of your FICO scores, right? So if you actually want to pay money and get actual factual data on your credit score, Some of you consumers are ballers. Yeah, it's an expensive option, but there's only one place. Can you tell them where it is? MyFICO.com. You got to go straight to the source, guys. If you want actual accuracy on your credit scores, you got to go straight to the source. MyFICO.com. This is not a paid endorsement. Um, MyFICO.com is going to be the only place to get all of your credit scores, all of the generations. They'll show you your auto score, your mortgage score, your credit card score. You'll have a ton of credit scores there, uh, but they're all going to be accurate for the industry-specific version that you're looking for. But my FICO, if you're listening, we don't mind endorsements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, but it is it is pretty expensive. I mean, I, I actually haven't checked it in a while. Let me check it right now. What, what was it last time that we looked into uh, that we suggested it? So at one point, they have different ways of purchasing it. At one point, they were selling them for $20 per bureau. That's 60 bucks. Now, if I'm not mistaken, they have a monthly subscription as well, where you can just get the credit scores, but you have to pay, I want to say, $30 a month. I'm looking it up right now. It's FICO scores every month. It's $39.95 a month. $40 a month. Wow. Every month, 
or you could get a quarterly one for twenty nine ninety five. Do they still have the individual purchase, one time purchase yeah. options? I'm looking it up right now. So this is just a one time. If you just want to go, no monthly commitment. It's sixty bucks, fifty nine eighty five. Yeah, be there you go. Correct. Um, which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, if you really need to know your FICO, the actual FICO. Say, for example, you're preparing yourself to go for a, a mortgage loan, and you want to actually see your FICO without letting the lender run it. And a mortgage specific one yeah, as well. Yeah, a mortgage specific credit score or mortgage specific FICO credit score. You don't want to let the mortgage lender run it because you don't want the inquiry. Correct. So you want to go to myfaco.com, pay $60 and avoid the inquiry and get the actual score without correct. submitting yourself to, to that inquiry. Guys, this also works for auto loans. So for the yes. 60 bucks, you get the auto loan version of your FICO score as well. So you'll be armed with all of the credit scores that FICO is out there selling for you in the marketplace. A pretty powerful tool. It's a, you know, it's got a, it comes with a few bucks, but you avoid the inquiry. So actually talking about inquiries, one point that we want to highlight, every time you refresh the credit karma, it's not an inquiry. That's correct. That's the other awesome thing about it is you, you're so every seven days you get a new refresh score and it doesn't count as an inquiry. That's correct. And here's another powerful thing about Credit Karma that I'm very, very fond of. Credit Karma will actually allow you to view past credit reports. So if you're, you know, let's say you are in the credit repair process and you see that there was an account that was already deleted and all of a sudden it pops back up. Well, now you have proof that it was reinserted without your knowledge. Uh, which can, you know, can help you fight it or, you know, make sure that the credit bureaus don't place it back on ever again. Fantastic point, Richard. Um, back in the day, the only way that you would be able to do that is to have a file locker full of old credit reports that you were keeping on yourself in order mm -hmm. to look at the changes of your report month to month. Mm -hmm. Now you can just bring up an old version of your credit karma report because mm -hmm. it stores them for you online so you can look them up. And it's an awesome tool to figure out why your score went up or why your score went down. Because mm -hmm. you can compare and contrast an old report with a new report and see how you've done over time. Yep. And more importantly, for reinsertions. That's how you can see if a new account went away and came back. Uh, so fantastic point. Um, I don't know if you guys can tell, but we really like Credit Karma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I use it myself. Um, it's a great yeah. tool. I, I, you know, I, I give it props. Uh, but as Anselmo said, just understand its limitations and use them to your advantage. So, is Credit Karma accurate? Yes. Yes. Does it have its limitations? Yes. yes. But as long as you know them, you guys will be more than fine using Credit Karma to monitor your credit reports and continuing to master your credit score. Guys, I think that's all that we have for today. Uh, do you have the uh, extra credit task of the week? For, t for this week? This one's easy, guys. If you don't have Credit Karma or if you have it and ha stopped using it because you thought it was not accurate. Get it back. Get it back <laughs> and make sure that you continue to use it. It is a fantastic app and that's it. If you if you don't have it and had it, get it. If you never had it, don't want to mess around with it, get it. It's a <laughs> great way to monitor your credit report. Guys, that's all for today. I am Anselmo Moreno. And I'm Richard David. We'll see you guys next time.